0: And dip it in to the already lit sexy Saint Jeff candle. Cause no buffs is back, baby. I'm JE Skeets here on a Thursday night, along with two guys I would absolutely go to rocks for. We have I'm the not going one. to rocks! Oh, we're going to rocks. We got the bearded one Trey <laughs> Kirby. We got the other bearded one, Super No Dunks producer, JD. Hello. And we got a special guest. Joining us tonight to break down episode 3 of Survivor 42. You know him from Survivor Edge of Extinction, where he made it to day 38, the final four, and he's crashing this pod like he's the damn Kool-Aid man. It's Rick (laughs) Devins. Oh yeah, Rick, how's it going, man?
1: Dude, I left my buff. Uh, in the other room, I brought my beard inferiority complex, uh, uh, and I'm ready to roll with you guys.
0: Well, we really appreciate you jumping on here to uh, discuss, again, episode three, which I thought was an incredible episode. I know we've been talking about it all day here in the Classic Factory. I assume you thought that was a banger, too, and what's your just thoughts on this season so far?
1: I've really enjoyed this season so far. Like, this cast seems like it's just a lot of fun. I mean, it's <laughs> kind of wacky but in, in the best kind of way. Like last night, from start to finish, maybe the worst overall gameplay ever yeah. <laughs> uh, for an episode. Like, just like scene by scene. But I think they're really trying to minimize the similarities to last season that people win, win against, and, mm-hmm. and it's working out. I'm really enjoying myself.
0: I'm seeing, uh, and I, I want to get your opinion on it, and I'm not saying I think this, but I saw some people in the Twitter sphere saying there's some similarities between Daniel... Uh, on this season, to to Rick Devens back in '38. Now I think that was sort of blown up last night after that performance, like you said from uh, Daniel. But yeah, what what do you let's like let's talk about the episode and talk about him. And are there any similarities at all?
1: Uh, you know, I thought when he started his his speech, like guys, I got this. I'm going, oh man, he's he's gonna he's gonna make me proud. He's gonna Devens this Tribal Council, and then he did. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) i think it's kind of like you know in the nba you only compare white guys to other white guys (laughs) (laughs) in survivor you only compared curly haired guys with glasses to other curly haired guys uh like people compared me to fishback it's like really (laughs) like could it could it possibly be further (laughs) so i think that's about what we have going for each other is curly haired uh and he's a talker. I mean, I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's really gab. entertaining.
0: Yep, he does. And uh, we were saying, right before we jumped on here with you, the three of us, uh, J.D. Trey and myself, we watched the 20-minute uh, Rick Devins highlight <laughs> mixtape that's on YouTube. <laughs> that's a thing that exists. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you've had a chance to see it, Rick. But, yeah, you. Yeah, the similarities it. are, I, uh... like, <laughs> you edited it. Oh, wow, great job. Great cutting. Uh, no one else was going to put that together. <laughs> no, it's a, No, it's amazing. And I actually, I mean, it was only a couple seasons ago. I forgot how many idols you had and the big moves yeah. you were doing. But the similarities, yeah, with Daniel, at least, are like the gift of the gab, as Trey said. Oh, yeah. uh, he's good
1: at a confessional, as we, as were you. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't really edit that together. That's, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he is. He's he's so much fun. But uh, he's also just zany, man. I mean, yeah. losing I – know, I know we're going to go through it, but yeah. losing the idol, handing you – the instructions for the idol, straight from his box. <laughs> like, like that's not strong social game,
0: Daniel. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that was what he kept in his in his drawers was the congratulations note that that Mike then was like <laughs> took it apart. All
2: right, no problem. Hit some of it, hit some of it other places. Didn't give it all back together. It was uh, it was crazy stuff. But if he's able to recover the way you were, Devin, so he'll be looking all right. Uh, how hard is it to you know? have a tough going at the beginning of Survivor and then get back on track and actually figure things out with the rest of your tribe? You know, I think a lot of people are counting Daniel
1: out. Like, oh, he had a bad night, he's done, he smoked. But the thing about Survivor is every good thing you do is a bad thing because people look at it. Like, when you really look at it, Jonathan had the best night ever last (laughs) Mm -hmm. night and Daniel had the worst night ever. It's like, who's more likely to win? Right. You know, mm. not Jonathan. He's going to get voted out right after the merge. Uh, but Daniel, it's like now he's kind of a wounded animal. If you're in his tribe, are you more likely to keep Daniel around who's really strategic and a smooth talker and pulled off something great at that tribal? Or like this guy who kind of doofused it up and burnt all his bridges <laughs> and really needs you and is feeling, you know, like a, you know, a wounded animal and maybe not a backed against the wall way, but a help me sort of way. He, he might have done himself a favor in a weird way. Yeah. Were you surprised at all that he didn't or he might have sunk himself. Oh yeah, well we will <laughs> yeah, see bad. that. Both
0: both are in play here. Were you surprised <laughs> when they went to the revote that Daniel, you know, stuck to like sort of his guns at first that we then had to tie again and then we had to have the little uh, you know, unanimous de- unanimous decision had to come between him and high over who was going home? Like were you shocked by that move by him and then again like talking it out like uh, how he opened the negotiations with High, basically telling him, uh, Well, here's how I'm going to start this. I'm definitely not going to rocks now. Let's go from there. Like, yeah, that was part of bad gameplay. But yeah, what, like that sort of decision by him, the whole thing, you were just as perplexed, I assume.
1: Oh, 100%, yeah. Skeets. I'm with you because you got to know that if you're not willing to go to rocks, either you, you hide that yep. so that you at least have some leverage uh to to trick this other person to see if they'll give or if you know like that's not even a possibility then you're right just change your vote immediately or or just immediately say hey chanel you know i don't want to go to rocks let's the two of us join these two instead of throwing her under the bus
3: yeah weird
1: um yeah he really it's like if you're willing to give up jenny which he clearly was then just give up jenny uh, instead, he blew it up with Chanel. He alienated Lydia and High. And Mike doesn't know what
4: the heck going on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and the, like, my favorite part, maybe, of the whole Tribal Council, and I was so psyched. I mean, I think as Survivor fans, when you see there's 20 minutes left and you're at Tribal yeah. Council, you're <laughs> like, oh, yeah, here we Double go. Right? <laughs> Fireworks are going to fly. They talked about the rice. There being none. They talked about Chanel's journey, you know, Shipwheel Island, uh, the journey as they call it. But they're talking about the classic tribal law, lines will be drawn and all that. And then Daniel, out of nowhere, JD, suddenly just sort of goes, he starts talking about being in a state of paranoia. And then Propes follows it up with like, well, you know, who calms you out here? And Daniel <laughs> like, well, those two people yeah. over there names Mike. Chanel, in order, Mike Chanel, then his mom, then his girlfriend, and now Rick. Like you, you know, like the editing can get slick with it, but we see the reaction from High, and it to us watching at home is like, whoa, what, what's going on here? I thought he was with us, and he's saying these are the two people that calm him. Then his mom and his girlfriend. Um, like High seemed
1: to have a read on obviously what was going on. Yeah, Yale Law School had to be beating their head against the wall last (laughs)
4: night. No, no. it it
1: really the whole thing was perplexing because again you know you don't know what the edit is so maybe that wasn't as jarring Mm. a thing but it seemed like it was (laughs) like it almost seemed like he was trying to activate an idol it was so out of left field (laughs) yeah like let me tell you why i'm not gonna win and then and then he even got it wrong why he's not gonna win um there are other reasons (laughs) you're not gonna win daniel (laughs) but you're right it's like he says Mike, and then it's like you see it in his head you almost see the, the wheel spinning, like, oh right. that was a screw totally. up. But before he can stop himself, he says Chanel. Chanel. <laughs> and then he's like, I know what I'm gonna do to cover this up. <laughs> like <laughs> my girlfriend, my mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then oh, High and Lydia are just going, Oh my god, we're so sunk at that point.
0: Were were you impressed with how how High handled that? Tribal council, like I mean, he's learning on the fly that there's like suddenly two less votes. That Daniel, who he thought was with him and Lydia, has turned on him, Uh, and and I and you know then this idea of like like we might go to rocks. That's being presented to him. He for all that information overload, uh, Rick, it felt like he sort of managed it pretty pretty slick. Like how he was like, Daniel, do you trust me? And he was like trying. You could see him trying to compute it all, trying to stay you know even even keeled. Uh, and then try and make a decision there. And, and and he really dug his heels in. He's like, well, I'm not going to switch my vote. So you guys are. <laughs> and they did, or Daniel did, I guess.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. He He really was confused and should oh, yeah. have been at the votes. Like he was doing a good job keeping track of the votes. Doesn't get an answer about what's going on. So clearly, like, he's got to be just not having any like his, his brain's got to be flying yeah. a million uh, miles and it's second. the first tribal council for them yeah exactly and then i'm pretty sure once it becomes a discussion between daniel and high like daniel's like we we definitely don't want to go to rocks and i think High was kind of like yeah I, I agree with that and i think he was almost he could have been willing to let lydia go initially but I think he had such a good read on Daniel, and of course Daniel yeah. comes out and says <laughs> definitively, "I'm not going to rock." That high just like crushed him. I mean, I mean, in a game of chicken, high
2: hijacked it <laughs> and,
1: then, uh, nice. and just made Daniel uh, look. Yeah, look a fool.
2: Yeah, I thought it was like, uh, I was catching Major Ricard vibes from High mm. last night. Just the way he was like so observant of what was happening. He was kind of on to the fact that Daniel was in between the different voting blocks here. And he just knew something was up. So when something turned out to be up and he was keeping track of the votes, he's like, this doesn't make sense. And then he just knew Once Daniel came out and kind of gave away his position, I knew where his position could be. Then Mike asked me, like, would you ever consider switching your vote? That's when he knew. He's like, I got him. Like, if I stick with it right here, I'm going to win this negotiation easily and come out ahead. They went into that tribal council on the bottom, right? Him and Lydia. And they leave making the decision on top with Daniel kind of having to do whatever they want next week because what else is he going to do? I thought that was super impressive.
0: And then the reason all of this maybe has had to happen was Chanel's decision on, on, you know, Shipwheel Island, the summit, uh, the journey, whatever you want to call it, Rick, Like, how shocked were you by that move where she tells (laughs) Omer, I need my vote. Like, I got to keep it (laughs) because they had already lost the challenge. We're going to Tribal Council. It's pretty split. There's the split. There's these weird pairs and then decides to risk it. um, I mean, what was more surprising? Like that or what then happened at Tribal Council? Because I think they're equally crazy.
1: They're both pretty crazy. What happened at Tribal was even
4: crazier. (laughs) Uh,
1: The thing about the Chanel decision is the fact that she was so adamant, like, I need my vote. Like she knew the situation very clearly. Yeah. Uh, And she knew which way it was going to go, but then she just went with it and gave it up. I would have been fine with it if she had said, I know that my vote could decide which way it goes tonight, but I also know that no matter what, it's not going to be me. Right. So screw them. I'm going to take my advantage. But she didn't do that. It just seems like she got caught up in the moment. And, uh, you know, before each season, you spend a couple days in camp around each other, not in an actual camp, but like at Ponderosa, basically around each other and you can't talk to each other, but you're there. And they have different people come and talk to you and and Jeff comes at one point. And one thing Jeff says is like, this is your chance. Play this game. Like you're never playing it again. Like don't leave with any regrets play big. So I I understand her going for the advantage because she thinks Omer is going to do something different, but, but not when you had just said, I need that phone. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, It's like, you should have one or the other. You shouldn't be overpowering
0: yourself. I think that's right. Even I I rewatched this today and on Shipwheel Island, she, she says to us or actually to Omar, um, I definitely can't lose a vote going into tribal tonight. Okay. But then she also says, and it comes up multiple times between the two of them. If we can both walk out of this thing with an advantage, I'm happy. And it's like those contradict each other. Now, I understand they don't really know what the yeah, decision's going to okay. be. They've heard it like secondhand. They have an idea, it feels like, uh, with everybody coming back and telling them and nobody can keep a secret anymore. But it was like, well, which one is it? Like, do you really need your vote and can't lose it? Or do you really want to try and get the advantage? But I'm, I mean, I've never played Rick like you, but I, I know I would be like, they're telling me to risk, to go big, to <laughs> like, you know, you just see that word risk and you're like, well, I'd rather do this than do nothing, right?
1: yeah but also at the same time like you bring up a really good point which is the conversation with omer like she should know that she told him i need my vote more than anything Mm -hmm. so then you're in your head going well he's probably gonna risk it like yeah she because you told him that you should know he's gonna risk it and then you're going well i really can't risk it now because now i'm not just taking a risk like i'm taking a risk that probably logically won't work out uh so she really set herself up. Yeah. And, a, and Omer's got to be like, Are you kidding me? Oh,
0: yeah. When, yeah. For sure. Like, yeah, when he finds Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, he's got to be wondering if she screwed him on purpose at yeah. this point. It's so weird. My only guess was that later on in the episode, after she's found out that she's not going to have the vote, is that she says, I can direct the vote without having a vote. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like maybe she convinced herself that she had convinced Omer that, like, I'm keeping my vote, so maybe we'll both keep our votes. I don't know what it meant, but I, I can see her thinking that she talked him into something when she obviously didn't, and yeah. that's kind of what happened later on in Tribal Council as well. Rick, is it easy to convince yourself that you're in charge when you're out there? Is it easy to like for people to fool you, to think like, oh, they ate it right up out there? You know, I, I actually never fell
1: into that trap because
4: i never felt like i was in charge right.
1: uh early on you know in manu where i actually was on the right side of all the votes it's like it was such a collaborative thing and i did not want to be in charge you know pre-merge that early in the game and then later in the game it's like i was always just floundering trying to do this if i was in charge it's because i knew what i had and what was going on yeah. and they didn't but it was never a sense of like i talked someone into this mm. Um, the one time I did feel like I totally manipulated them, which was when Aurora went home and I said I was going to play the thing for Julie. I, I believed that for months after the game that I manipulated them. But finally they convinced me that no, they were going to do it anyway. So. <laughs> what,
0: what do you think Rick of the, uh, you know, these last two seasons with, at least in both of them, this journey, the Shipwheel Island, and the Risk of Vote and Keep It, and the the secret phrases, which I'm sure we'll get into. That we uh, have another one uh, last night. We saw the uh, we call it the shillelagh of Time, but Erica smashing the hourglass. <laughs> like, are you a fan of these like new wrinkles to the game? Not a
1: fan. Like some of them, hate some of them. What do you think? Uh, really didn't like the hourglass. Yeah, so, you know, I don't think anyone liked the hourglass. The others, I, I wish you know, I would take them one or two at a time. I think they really overloaded last season. And then because they filmed back to back, they couldn't correct that.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I think they're kind of correcting it in editing. I mean, you know, Shipwheel Island took so much longer yeah. last. Time. Yeah. Whereas this last one, it was so great. It's like, we didn't have to see the stupid map <laughs> up the hill. It's just like, oh, we're going, that sucks. Yeah, he was like, wow, that was we a lot it. more tiring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, which was the- the- awesome so it, and it's been you know it, this season's been better because it's played out differently it's like we think we know how it's going to work and then it does it all two shot in the dark's already played yeah it play? so it, it's been fun i think this season they've really with the editing concentrating more on the castaways and a little less on the twist the, tw- the twist have bothered me so much less
0: JD, uh, I want you to chime in here because you are a survivor head. I know you're pressing mm. a lot of buttons over there. And I'm we, pressing. We, we yeah. got to talk to our guest, and he's the pro. <laughs> um, but yeah, who who uh, impressed you the most last night uh, in oh. episode three? Is it high? And at, at, at Jonathan. Impressed well, uh, Jonathan. Me the most. yes, okay. Yes, he's a, but
3: no. yeah, high high owned them. I mean, as soon as as soon as Daniel reveals his cards and and basically like I'm not going to Roxy's. <laughs> It was just very impressive game of chicken uh, that uh, you just love to see at uh, a tribal council. Also, the supercut of High's reactions. I mean, they're amazing. Like, yeah. again, m- editing per- probably, but also just uh, the eye rolls, the. Oh my god like uh, the where are the votes Then yeah, the one actually, where it looks like his
0: brain is going yeah, to explode. L- like yeah.
3: I, this is not computing. There's 6 of us here and I'm only seeing two votes. What's happening here? I loved it. I I mean uh, like top of the leaderboard right now for me a high is uh, and uh, and also uh not only did he, you know, stare down death basically uh, he has a friend for life in Lydia, probably because uh, I, yeah. I'm willing to go to rocks for you. That is an ally that is not going to uh, turn on you anytime soon, in my opinion. But uh, Rick, what do you think about that? Just uh, that sort of maneuver—is it does it mean anything this early in the game uh, for Lydia to be uh, that loyal to to High?
1: You know, there are some people that it wouldn't like a Sandra, but I I think for the large majority of people, certainly for me. And I think for Lydia, you're absolutely right. Like if someone goes to rocks for me that early and takes that stand for me that early, I, you know, I'm stupid loyal anyway, but I would definitely be stupid loyal for that person. Heck yes. Um, I'd be more than happy to take, take that on. And, and you're right. I think Lydia, especially because, she doesn't seem like someone who's like, at this point, really comfortable at getting out and making these great relationships. Uh, she's gonna cling to high even more. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, think, I think your read on high is just great. Just amazing. You get distracted by Daniel exploding during tribal. <laughs> yeah. Uh but but meanwhile high's over here doing the exact opposite taking himself from that really confused out-of-the- loop guy to like you said the top of his tribe a guy who has a great moment on you know I say resume but really nothing happening pre-merge matters right right uh, on your final for final tribe, uh, doesn't
3: it though in a 26 day mm-hmm. game is it not I guess not I
1: don't think so I think most people when you get to there it's like if you had an impressive pre-merge, that means you voted all your people out and they're not on the jury anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the people on the jury are like, I don't care what you did before I was there because we all think we're the best. It's like, you were able to get me, good for you, <laughs> but who cares what you did with those losers? You know, They couldn't even make the merge. Yeah. Uh, I, I you know, no- like, like me, who went home, <laughs> we got voted out fourth. You know, no offense to anybody.
0: Uh, <laughs> another great moment for High 2 is Chanel returns from Shipwheel Island Ah, uh, Daniel quickly gets her up to speed on like what's been happening. She says right away, "Well, it's gonna be, it's got to be Lydia."
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I I don't have a vote. She does tell Daniel that, uh, and then they come up with like the plan, like, "Well, we'll we'll just split the vote. So we'll do, you know, we'll have some of us, we'll tell them, 'Hi, I'm Lydia.' Really, some of us, we'll have the boys vote for Mike. We'll have the the girls vote for uh, Lydia, and then we'll just we'll just screw them with math here, and uh, and then we have hi telling Chanel." Well, what about three votes on Jenny and one on Mike, and somebody says, "I think it's her." What? What's the math there? And somebody, I think he even says, "Yeah, the math doesn't really make yeah, sense." Never but anyway, he does pick up Rick. Hi does on sort of how aggressive Chanel is playing. And did you experience that, um, like on on your season, like the idea of like you hear Rob and Tyson talk about Survivor being sort of like a poker game at times? It's like you pick up on tells, and then when someone changes maybe how they're coming about something, you're like, "Whoa." That's not how they usually are. And Hyde tells us, like, she's not really that aggressive, and suddenly she's bossing everybody around, and he seemed to think that was weird. Is that something that could
1: happen? I I think that that's definitely something that can happen. You you, you see changes in personalities all the time. Usually, it's like you were talking about earlier. Uh, When people have something good happen to them, they just start feeling themselves like they're controlling the game like my good buddy ron clark on our season was like that you know when he was high he was high and then when he'd get his hand smacked you know he'd he'd, he'd go back and cower a little bit then he'd build himself back up um but yeah i think for high to be able to pick that up from chanel speaks really highly of highly of his game and then i think it also just the whole episode speaks to kind of the hubris of Daniel and Chanel, I think they yeah. clearly like think they're a lot smarter yeah. than High and Lydia. Like, uh, and the fact that they thought they could just convince them to do whatever they want. Chanel said, "You know, I can run this." And then at Tribal, you know, Chanel thinks she can convince people that she had nothing to do with it. Like, she's willing to take zero mm. responsibility, whereas Daniel thinks he can he can give one hundred percent responsibility, and they're going to fall for it. Like, they they just really seem to underestimate mike and lydia and um hi of course uh, i don't think they underestimated jenny but jenny was just a victim of circumstances. oh i know yeah. I have to, oh, we so haven't terrible, even said her yeah. name
0: here poor jenny like god to go home that way TK, that's like so early in the season. People were very high on her, going very far in this game, I think for good reason. She was my winner pick. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, yeah, here she is, and there's no edge of extinction like uh, Rick uh, fortunately had to be the fourth one voted out. At least got a chance to come back, but she is gone.
2: Yeah, it looked like she was in a pretty good spot going into last night's episode. Then they go to Tribal Council, looked like it was going to be okay there, but then she was in a situation where basically didn't even get to stick up for herself. I thought that was kind of strange where, you know, the bottom two are there and it's just everybody else is figuring out your fate and you just have to be like well we'll see what happens here but uh Rick I was curious is is the hubris like the hardest thing to control about yourself I'm thinking about the moment you had when you got back in the game with Wardog in the jungle and he's like hey man it's gonna be great for you you're gonna come back and work for us and you're like yeah it's a great idea and I'm never gonna do it <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> an all-time great moment but it really goes to show you yeah. like when you're in charge it seems like you can be really blind to everything that's going on with the people trying to be trying to get themselves off the bottom
1: yeah it, it is and it, you know I, I suffer from it my own way not because i was controlling the game but there were definitely times where i started winning challenges where i was feeling myself and i was like these suckers can't <laughs> and you need that you know it's like the nba like you're if you really believe that you're gonna whoop somebody like your chances of whooping them are a lot better yeah mm-hmm. um but it's not like that strategically. <laughs> it's strategically when you start th- thinking that you're that much smarter or that much better. Like, that's exactly when you're going to get clocked. Like, you need a healthy set of paranoia. And you also, you know, the best players are the ones that are, well, th- I guess even when you're doing it from behind the scenes, you can be in your interviews feeling yourself. Mm. But, yeah, you, I think it's just a lot harder to uh, control the game strategically than it is to win challenges because everyone knows they need control of that game. And when you start feeling yourself for being in control of the game, other people know you've been controlling mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Like if you're legitimately like, uh, you, maybe you're a goat going to final tribal and everyone's laughing at you behind your back. But the people who are legitimately controlling the game, most of the time, like it's pretty obvious and that just puts a target on you. Right. So as soon as you start feeling yourself is also the same moment that you've become a target.
0: One more question with the final tribal council, and then we got to talk about Thor, (laughs) (laughs) that uh, amazing immunity challenge. Um, Rick, put yourself in either really high or Daniel's shoes. It doesn't really matter, but you're this early in the game. Suddenly there's these missing votes and we're going to rocks or the possibility of going to rocks. I guess I should say, are you doing it? like or or are you going to do like what Daniel did like ultimately like all right it's not me and i'm not pulling one you know one of out of four rocks out of a bag
1: and possibly going home like is there any way you're doing it that early in the game especially it's you know it's really interesting because my instinct now is someone is like no no right. that's just so early in the game i know how quickly things can change yep but looking back at my own game if if it had been david Yep. If, you know if david had been jimmy there's no doubt in my mind i'd go to rocks like there, i never would have betrayed david <laughs> you know stupid <laughs> stupid loyal <laughs> but i wouldn't have done it and i probably wouldn't have done it with a couple people that ended up coming after me you know what i mean yeah so uh it might not have even been a strategic move but then later in the game i wanted to go to rocks with ron and and uh julie and victoria and david and, and I was so ready to go to Rocks. Mm-hmm. But that's because we were at a point in the game where it's like whoever had the majority, it was that big yeah. of a moment. Whereas that was not what was happening last night. Yeah, so, makes more so sense when it's down to the final five. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's a, when you're at the final five, sure.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: When you're in the first,
0: first tribal council, <laughs> yeah. it's like,
1: yeah. I would like to keep playing. And I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. Jenny, I'll see you later. Uh, Especially okay. when you're high, like, you know, they're missing their votes, but you don't know why. Yeah. So you could go to Rocks, get one of them out, and then you're still in the minority, you know, it's like, you still didn't help yourself.
0: Yeah. It, it is amazing. I mean, it was 25% chance if they had gone to rocks that it, that it's him that goes home. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I did like when Daniel asked, I think it was the first question actually he asked Jeff, uh, so hold on, there are four rocks here. I know there's only two of us really great. deciding, but there are four rocks, right? If we go, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, okay. Well, I'm not going to rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, even 25%? Nope, I'm not doing it. You just don't want right. to be the first You're one right. to That question it. didn't matter at all. Yeah, yeah. like if it was 50%, he's definitely not going to. He would have just like, nope. Oh, oh,
2: two? Oh. All right, let's, well, let's see. <laughs>
0: Flip a coin. Um, let's talk about Jonathan in the immunity challenge. I mean, everybody's asking, Rick, and I'll ask you the same thing. Was that the greatest... Like performance we've ever seen, at least in a team
1: challenge. You know, I do want to give a shout out to Nasir. Because uh, we have yeah. short memories. Wow. Like Nasir yeah. carried his tribe who was trying to throw it. Good point. To, to a challenge. But I do think last night was more impressive. I cannot remember a single performance that was that good. I mean, he won it for his tribe and then also went back and rescued them (laughs) it was it was unbelievable the guy is ridiculous while while two other tribes entire tribes couldn't even do Do it it.
0: yeah that's and he
1: did it on his own so yeah i i think that is the single most impressive individual performance in a team challenge uh (laughs) And it might not even it might not need all those qualifications. You might just say performance. Like yeah, it was, it was yeah. true. True.
0: Yeah. That's because he did it. He legit did everything. <laughs> like he, he made the bags. That was the crazy yeah. part. Like well, he yeah.
2: made the bags right away. He
0: dove down <laughs> to get the key, the first one. Yeah. He obviously carried the ladder. Like Rick said, he was carrying. He was like going back and just picking people up. <laughs> He's throwing them along. at one point, like <laughs> skipping them like a stone over to the spot where they'd be. Then he holds the ladder, though. Let's give some credit to Lindsay for showing some pretty good balance, I thought. Well, just Jonathan, like, basically held the ladder by (laughs) himself. But she, like, scurried up there. And, like, some people are going to slip and fall off. So that was pretty impressive. And then he nails all five sandbags in a challenge where Rick also said, "Probes has to be like, hold on. (laughs) They might be drowning. They're never going to do this. The water's only getting choppier and more aggressive. So let's just bring everybody in. Um, That's, of course, never happened. Rick. Do you think Probst made the right call there, though? And it was, a like, some people are saying not a fair call, that maybe they should have both gone to tribal council, but what do you think?
1: That That's the thing I, I do want to just real quick remind everyone, like, if Jonathan wasn't in this challenge, we would all think it was an impossible challenge. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah that's true. We'd all be like, wow, no one could have ever done that challenge. <laughs> but now, because of Jonathan, I'm like, I bet about 90% of tribes in the history of Survivor would have been fine. <laughs> but the, I do believe that these are very... Physically not gifted tribes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. love it. But that being said, I, I do a podcast called Surviving Snyder. We talk Washington football and Survivor. It's very <laughs> neat. But I do it with Dalton Ross of Entertainment yep. Weekly. So he we actually talked to probes. And 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 you have video. If you see The Current, they actually showed a clip where Jenny's swimming against The Current, and there's stuff like flying across yeah. oh, the yeah. screen i think it was a really rough situation he said they were out there 22 minutes or so before they called it so if you're really treading water for 20 like keith on my season might have drowned yeah <laughs> you know, like well that's yeah. what
0: yeah. yeah that's what my wife watching it last night was like has anybody ever drowned like she's like yeah. sort of a casual thing she's like she watches it when i'm watching it has anybody ever drowned i'm like no and she's like that could happen here, right? Yeah. I'm like, I yeah, yeah, I mean, I know they've got safety, like, divers and all that. But, like, there are many times where, like, people Scary are just, like, moments. trying to keep their head above water and salt water coming in your mouth. Like you said, you're exhausted. When I, wa- I, think, when I, I walk think I on the beach an... for five minutes, I'm tired, right? You <laughs> yeah.
1: Know? yeah, right. And I think I saw in an article today that Jenny – was saying in her head, like, don't yell for help. Don't yell for help. Like, they were panicking, but they don't want to get voted out. You know, it's like they're still playing the game out there. You saw Chanel holding on to the pole. like resting. Yeah. Don't tell me she wasn't. A little freaked out i would have been oh yeah
0: okay Um, so do you think it was the i I mean i guess you think it was the right call to ultimately bring them in they were at the same point too it felt like like the latter point they were never going to do it
1: (laughs) i think i think you know what i love about it is they showed it they didn't try to bs us about it or anything you know it's like yeah it was messed up they showed it so we can all judge the tribe and i can call them less physical uh and uh and in fairness it's like the other tribe kicked their butts and was safe so i think it was totally fine um, I had I had no problem with it. I thought it turned out a lot more entertaining this way than it would have been if it had run smoothly. Yeah. The only
2: other option was having Jonathan be like the all-time QB for both teams. They're like, <laughs> all totally right, right, well, you got to go out there. Hold theirs as well. Bring them all in. in the <laughs> <out>. <laughs> <laughs> no. All the Dream Team is now unemployed. They're like, well, we just got Jonathan now. He just does everything. <laughs> uh,
0: you know what he should have done because Propes loves this type of stuff. Jonathan should have been like, hey, Jeff, if I go out there and help one of these tribes, can I get their <laughs> – uh fruit too oh, and their toolkit yeah. too we'll take the fruit and the fishing. yeah yeah just like uh propose that to jeff see what he would have done Dude, i bet probes would have been all over oh now. yeah <laughs> like, absolutely we can play the uh you know the uh the superhero music a little bit longer while right you're out there it's great. i could be a hero yeah babe. <laughs> um i also would have it would have been hilarious if when probes says, okay okay you guys are basically drowning come on in and then goes uh all right here's what I'm proposing we'll we'll just go get the keys and we see like the dream team like go and get them they got a little like fishing pole almost to get them Mm -hmm. down and then you know so probe says we'll do that and then we'll start again does that sound fair would have been so funny if somebody that's like basically been drowning for 20 minutes like no yeah no we're going we're We're still going (laughs) and just like really hold Jeff's feet to the fire and be like no we're not done you're the one that stopped it. We didn't say anything, but they were obviously like, yeah, okay, let's just go throw some sandbags. Uh, I think we could do that. <laughs> totally. And, uh, Roxroy, I thought did pretty well on the sandbag toss. Though yep. Rick, I mean, this gets edited like it can get edited a ton. I'm always wondering like how many, how many shots were thrown how many there bags? on these, on these bags?
1: Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I was the beneficiary of some great editing. Oh really? On my season. Yeah. Uh, the, the very, it was the second challenge. where we carried the big snake, it ended in a big ring toss onto the paddles that flip and spell. And myself and Chris Underwood and Keith were all doing that. And Keith and I sucked. (laughs) We both couldn't hit anything. It was awful. And they didn't show me at all. (laughs) I was was sitting at home watching and I was so happy. (laughs) Because I just sucked. And then later in the season, I nail a ring toss. and and, you know and it ended up winning the challenge so they had to show it so I'm just like yeah yeah one for one yeah exactly but I'm sure there were a lot more misses than we saw a lot more close ones than we saw yeah for sure is it
0: I'm always like fascinated I wish I said this to Trey just right before we jumped on like I wish as uh, survivor sickos they would just like Post the entire challenge, yeah. it, like somewhere on like YouTube, and we could just go watch it and like see the all twenty-two footage. Yeah, and s- see
1: game. how many misses there are and stuff like that. But they could get so many Paramount Plusers. Oh, exactly. Yes. right? And exactly. They just threw all this stuff up there for sure. It's a
0: no-brainer to me. Um, the idea, though, like like you said in yours, like you were struggling. It's like when do you like go? All right, somebody Swap else try, in. or when does somebody else go? Let me try. I find like that
1: dance interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you this. When I was missing him, I was just waiting for Chris to say, let me try thank <laughs> you. Thank God. And then I didn't put myself back in yeah. again. It's like, oh, you're tired. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I guess I'll try it. Uh, no. And then when you're feeling it, it's like, it always makes me laugh. When I think it happened last night. Like someone nails like five of them. And then someone's like, I'll take over. Yeah. It's like, why <laughs> Yeah, it's You know, it's even awesome. if you get Repetition. that hero moment, they saw
2: the first five. Like, we're not stupid. Yeah, yeah. I What's la- the strategy? Is it more of a flip, like a finger roll? Or some people are shooting a, more of a jump shot. they shooting the jumper, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I never threw the sandbags. I don't know. I would say, look at what War Dog's doing and do the opposite.
0: <laughs> Good call. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, we're almost gonna take our first break, but a couple more things about the episode. Then we have a bunch of great questions sent in by the No Bus community and some of the No Dunks fans as well uh, about last night's episode for you, Rick, and then even about uh, some of your season. We had Marianne. We get like Taku coming back after um, who the heck was just went home last week? Remind
3: me can't keep track of uh, one episode ago. Oh, was, my gosh. Who was it? <laughs> oh, I don't. Mariah. Thank Mariah, you. Mariah, that's right. <laughs> Mariah,
0: Mariah, you're on fire. Uh, Marianne tells the small tribe, but there's only like four of them left, that uh, she's got an extra vote. And then they do this whole group hunt thing, uh, Rick, where for like an idol, they find the beware advantage, she does, and we get the whole phrase. Uh, was that ever a thing on your season, like the group
1: idol hunt? Uh, and like what's your, your feelings about that? Th- there was a group idol hunt it- it's a big thing because no one wants to go off looking for idols at the beginning of the game when you don't think you're your target or not. yeah so i remember in manu we said you know no one wanted to sneak off but everyone wanted an idol so it's like yeah let's do a group hunt and all of you in your heads are like if i find it i'm gonna sneak <laughs> it in my pocket as quick as i can yeah. you know i'm not gonna tell anybody like david and i are hunting together going i bet kelly already has it like she's making us look stupid i think lauren already did have it uh but yeah the group idol hunts are just basically a really transparent way of everyone to be like you're not going to get in trouble if you look right now you know mm-hmm. um you can't just point the target on although you're still pointing and putting the target on people even yeah as you're doing it so it is a big thing but like again i don't think marianne was even trying to hide it she is way every all of them are way too open about their advantages, but Marianne takes it to like the next level of openness. And for someone who's seen all but six episodes of Survivors, <laughs> the mysterious token teen six, uh, you would think that she would be a little more Careful.
0: Yeah, uh, she's. She, I don't think she can help herself. Or, or actually, so not just her. It seems like a lot of them yeah, in the last definitely. couple of seasons. Like you find. And something, I love her so much. Telling... I'm yelling at the screen like, stop, stop. Help me, help you. I, I thought she did a pretty slick job with the secret phrase.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, totally.
0: it's another classic case of the bunny rabbit having uh, <laughs> dinner in the mailbox. Uh, and then she asked Jeff, you know what I mean, right? And he's like, uh, not really. And then she like went on to explain sort of what it meant, <laughs> even though she didn't. But everyone's like, okay, that's uh, I guess just Marianne. Um,
1: I was cracking. It's like what they say, you know. You can tell someone's lying if they, you know, if they add on to it. It's like, when you tell a lie, just as few facts as possible. Marian's like, I have a five minute story. <laughs> yeah, I've thinking about this a little bit. And I love the way Jeff blew her off, because that's the way he blows off stupid comments. Like, that was totally, and as a king of stupid comments, <laughs> uh, I got it a lot. So, yeah, he played along really well. Oh,
0: that's funny. Um, uh, there was a part where people on, on on Twitter I have seen, too, with the idea that, Mike doesn't say it. He doesn't doesn't say say his phrase. He just looked over. and And, you know, he explains to us, like, you know, I'm waiting to see if the third tribe says it. But there's some blowback, uh, Rick. Uh, I don't know how deep into the weeds you are about like uh, what the actual note says. Actual like, fine print talk. Yeah. <laughs> and like, do you have to say it? Because I guess Xander did, uh, from what we've learned since season 41, is that he sort of did have to keep saying it and was forced to by production. But maybe they've changed that. Uh, and I guess the other twist too now, and Mike tells us, is if if this doesn't happen, if it's not unlocked by the time I believe they're merged, mm-hmm. then these idols are just... They're they're good to go, and there's the entire note. I mean, we're showing it to everyone. We're not going to read wow. the whole thing. The uh, the part about the idols sort of becoming powerful if they're not used is right at the bottom. But yeah, I mean, what do you make of this, Rick? Is it is it too much?
1: <laughs> well, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. But I I, I have seen what you said, where yeah. it says you must say the phrase. Yeah. And if I'm out there and I read that, I I might not even ask the producers for clarification like it seems pretty clear like oh i have to say this yeah so i do feel like the other player like mary ann's at a disadvantage because she's playing by the rules uh and mike and these others are are not but that you know i don't blame mike i think the producers have to do something although if you think he's going to say it at the first one and then he doesn't i don't know what you do yeah. like does jeff mm-hmm. stop the action like he did at the in, in final tribal and say you guys have to reveal yourselves um, <laughs> I almost feel like he should have to do that because uh, it says beware, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. And if you're not be wearing anything, then it's there's no then it's not beware. It's just a good thing. Yeah,
0: they, he, yeah, he seemed to have especially
1: sort of... if he had not told people about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. If he just sits on it. Then right. you're right. And then it becomes powerful, I guess, at the merge. And that was something that didn't happen in 41. So that is one tweak. I think they just, you know, if, if they were not all activated, then they were sort of just nothing, Yeah, uh, if I have that right.
3: Um, but, but-, but Rick, isn't there like a crew with you when you're finding this advantage? And isn't there a producer to say, hey, you might want to read, see where it says you have to say this? That means you have to say this. Uh, is that not part of the gameplay or do they just let you make the mistake and let you flounder if if that's what is going to happen
1: You know I think that that very well could happen Um and 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 in this situation I would th- I would think if they cared about it they would know going into the challenge that Daniel had told him not to say it Yeah right and that he wasn't going to say it Yeah And at that point definitely I would expect them to come in and say hey you read it again you have to say right, right,
3: right, right.
1: um now there, there's He's like i don't know where i put it uh I, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna check but that's the only thing i can see happen is like mike so all over the place that like maybe they thought he was gonna yeah. say it and then he didn't and afterwards it was too late it's like what do we do now uh let's just roll with it so maybe that happened but i don't know if i was mike as soon as I got pulled away from my interviews, I'd be peppering them with questions.
4: Right, right. And yeah.
1: sometimes they say, we can't, you know, no, nope, no. Nope. And other times they're like, oh, you know, it's, you know, they, they explain like, it right. has to be like that.
0: So did you do that a lot, Rick? I mean, you found a lot of idols and you had a lot of these weird oh, things. Yeah. Were you always
1: like saying, okay, what can I do? What can I do? What does this mean? What does this Constantly, yeah. constantly. And most all of the time, they're just like, figure it out, you know, yeah. we can't tell you. Um, but, but other times, you know, there's some stuff I really wanted clarification on, like, when I played Ron's fake idol, yep, and then played my real idol, I was I didn't know if I could do that. Like I had to be very <laughs> clear. Like if I play this fake, <laughs> that's not it, right? Right. I right. still have a chance to play this other one. And they're like, Yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't know that going into it, you can blow your whole game. Up. Sure. Right. So stuff like that, and then like you know, go up when I got the idol out of the tree in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Like that's something I warn producers about during the day. You know, <laughs> yeah. I go up to them and I'm like. I'm going to go ask him when it's time for the challenge. And I go up and I'm like, tonight's the night. Like, be there.
4: Do not miss this.
1: Yeah. So, so you have chances to talk with him. And I would think that this would have come up.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's the second challenge, right? That he hasn't said it. Two chances, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, are you
2: surprised that he's okay not voting? Like, not having his <laughs> vote for now two episodes going into a third? Yeah that to yeah. me is like maybe that's what's sticking out yeah. it's like we put it on there like there is a penalty there for is a him. penalty yeah, can't you can't vote that way, yeah. you want to be yeah. able to vote yeah. but he's like eh. <laughs> I don't maybe have any power like, and I can't vote but I don't have to admit I don't like that I like soccer yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's like the big advantage he's just like soccer. I will not say it
1: <laughs> the no kicks podcast not at all <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Yeah, i don't know maybe we'll see maybe now after obviously what happened they go to tribal council yeah he doesn't know where he <laughs> yeah. sits in this tribal. he might Probably be the first thing he's gonna say is sucker makes me cry Jeff. <laughs> oh my god um so yeah we'll, we'll see next episode okay let's take our first break uh and when we come back we're gonna get into tree mail we got lots of great questions from the no bus community don't go anywhere people
3: looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone
5: It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure, but maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device instead of vapor fume uses flavored air instead of electronics fume is completely natural and instead of harmful chemicals fume uses delicious flavors you get it instead of bad fume is good it's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy its taste is surprising all natural stuff it's fun to fidget with and it's a good weight the wood feels good and it feels cool to use Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier.
0: Okay, back with No Buffs here in the Classic Factory on a Thursday night talking to Rick Devins from Edge of Extinction fame. And Rick, you got on. You showed us right before we went live. You got to tilt your uh, hat down a little bit, but you have a... An Atlanta Hawks corduroy hat. Man, that thing pops. It looks great. You said there's a story to this. What
1: is it? Yes. Well, since we're talking wardrobe, I do want to throw in a little tidbit for your sponsor, Indochino. Yep. <laughs> I used to be a news anchor, and I got a clothing allowance as part of that. Yep. I've got like five Indochino suits. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um the suit I was wearing at the finale, Indochino. Uh, personalized, says Survivor Edge of Extinction. Hey. My, my beautiful inner lining. Whoa. Big Indochino fan.
0: Oh, amazing. I hope we got to get you a, Oh, You got to use our gotta code use first off. Code. Yeah.
1: I, I, <laughs> used, <laughs> I code used the code I got from a podcast, so I can't use it. I'm going to use this one now. Good. Nice. Sorry, Tony Kornheiser. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no dunks now. Awesome. That's good to hear. So what's the story behind the hat? Okay, so... Tyler Fredrickson, who Survivor: Faithful will know as the redhead from season thirty, the Dirty Thirty, yep, uh, is a buddy of mine, and he sent me this hat randomly. And he was like, "You'll probably recognize it. You'll know the story." And I looked at it, and I was like, "That is a really ugly
3: Atlanta Hawks hat." <laughs> yeah. But
1: this was last year during the playoffs, so I was rocking it everywhere. You know, go Hawks! Uh, and. I kept asking for hints and he kept giving me hints about why I would know this hat. It turns out this same hat, uh, well not this exact one, but a corduroy Atlanta Hawks hat was worn by one of the main characters, not, not Kevin Bacon in tremors. And Tyler for some reason thought I would know that. Oh my God. You know I think I've (laughs) tweeted that before.
0: That I was watching it and saw a Hawks hat. Wow. And I'm almost this positive is. there's a tweet where I was like, oh, that's random. Yeah. That's <laughs> t- yeah, definitely. I'm looking over Trey's uh, shoulder. Wait, this right is now. your tweet.
2: That's my tweet. Yeah. Watch a bit of Trimmers last night. Don't judge me. Check the Atlanta Hawks that's hat. That's amazing. It's the identical <laughs> hat. You're right. There you go. Wow. <laughs> that's actually crazy. Amazing. That tweet's almost 10 years old, man. Incredible. Okay. So, Tyler Frederickson, thank you so much for this
0: <laughs> incredibly thoughtful, strange gift. Yeah. And so you're, you are a noted uh, ETL. fan. Fan, right? Like, I mean you're your team Falcons, your team Hawks, you're all that?
1: I, I am a Braves fan. I'm a Hawks fan, but I was born a Washington fan oh, right, before that's I moved right. down here. Yeah. Okay, a Washington football fan.
0: Braves and Hawks. Uh and
1: yeah. and how you just started
0: a new job. Is that correct? Uh, director of communications at the school there that's on your shirt? That's right.
1: Middle Georgia State University. <laughs> yeah. Here in Macon. Go Knights. I tried to put off uh, the real world and real work for as long as possible. <laughs> Thank you, Sia. Um, but, but I had to go back to work. And this is like a dream job. It's right here in Macon. It's a beautiful campus. So, prospective students, come check, come, come let's talk survival. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Middle oh. Georgia Office State University. Hours. What are you saying? There's a survivor class? I'm saying I have an office. Just come by. <laughs> <laughs> Just do this. That's what we're doing here. But, yeah, hey. if they want a master's class in Survivor, I'll bring in guest speakers. Hey, oh. Wendell Holland is visiting. The <laughs> nice. Okay, well, uh, speaking of that sea we money. Speaking we actually, of beautiful table guys. Oh, yes, from our guy
0: love Wendell. love your beautiful table Yes, I think Wendell's, Wendell Uh, I forget what day it was. He's undergoing um, surgery, ACL surgery, I think he was. Remember he had the basketball injury? Yeah, that's he right. Uh, so, hopefully uh, he's doing all right. We're hoping to have uh, Wendell on one one of these no buffs episodes coming up. But we got Rick right now. Let's get to tree mail and uh fire some questions at Rick JD. Yeah, a little tree mail, send in your questions to no dunks at theathletic.com, throw no buffs up in the header, or you can tweet at us at no inc or of course you can leave them in the YouTube comments below this video. Okay, first one. As a former Sia money winner, Rick, who is the front runner for that prize this season? if it still happens. And what advice would you give to those who want to win it? Uh, the, the sea of money. So this is from at mighty StuBaka. Can you explain for maybe like, cause we do have some new sort of fans to survivor by way of the podcast that we do, the basketball podcast,
1: the SIA money. What is just for someone that's new to this? What does that mean? 100%. So Sia, the international pop star from all Australia, <laughs> uh, Australia, you know, I want to swing from the chandelier. Yep. Uh, is a huge Survivor fan. She and she and Probst are tight. She loves the show. Obsessed with Cochran, apparently. And I think the first season she ever did it was Ty's first season. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. When he was looking after Mark the chicken yep. all season, yep. uh, because I, I think she is a vegetarian. Yep. Uh, and so she rewarded him at the finale with just a big check. And then she did it again for Donathan on Ghost Island and she mm-hmm. did it again for David Davy Rickenbauer. Yep. And so it became like expected. Uh, <laughs> and then she, she gifted me with like a, a really nice gift, which was outstanding. Um, and I'm not has she done it since yeah that's the thing I feel like she yeah. she has stopped doing
4: it. <laughs> well sure or she
3: or they, they're just not talking about it because the reunion yeah. shows aren't live well, uh, studio affair reunion, anymore yeah. so it's a
1: that's good point true. good point so yeah you might be the last seal winner for what we know so, right. yeah. and so she's traditionally given it to people who are like really nice with animals mm-hmm. or I kind of bro- broke the broke the mold of everything because I'm not that I was mean to animals I love the <laughs> but this season, it's complicated. I would say Hi really went for that Sia money. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he, he really – I think he was thinking about Sia when he was doing his old crab
3: thing. <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: Um, but I think Marianne is easily the front runner oh, for the Sia money. Okay. Because I think what Sia really wants is just someone who's, like, authentically a nice person having fun. Yep. And, and I think when she gave me the money, I'm confident that, like, she talked – to production and was like is he a nice guy because i i loved production so much like i think that played into it oh interesting um, so yeah. i think marianne is the front
3: runner. okay
0: yeah i've compared uh marianne to rupert <laughs> like and <laughs> tell, I mean me, that tell po- me more i mean ask. that positively i like, think just you're that, that, spot on with just that. like they're one of ones uh, honestly, yeah. Honestly, uh, obviously, they're just so excited to be there. Both of me. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like you gotta remember Rupert. The first time he's on camera, you can't take yeah. your, your eyes off him. You're like, who is this Huge guy? Fan favorite. Just this this crazy character. And as the times he came back, I think he started to like wear on some people. And he was a bit of a one note player when it came to Survivor 2. He didn't, you know, it wasn't. You know, flexing his strategic chops <laughs> by any means, but uh, yeah, no, I that Marianne's a great pick or or high, I think. Do you have anyone else, Trey, that you would?
1: You might have nailed it even more with the Rupert thing by like someone who people at home love, 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 but it's hard to be
2: on the island with. I, right. I, I sure. think so.
4: Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure.
2: Is there anyone else, Trey, that you could? Uh, Does th- Jonathan have a chance? Huh. I mean. You know, like, he seems to be a nice guy aside from just being a, an incredibly strong physical player as well. And, like, I don't know, he seems very gracious in every interaction <laughs> yeah. with everybody. And, you know, he did save some lives out there a little bit. Yeah. Um, and he probably won't win, too. It doesn't feel part. like he'll yeah. probably win. Like, that's a question I would have for you, Rick. How does he possibly avoid being the first guy voted out when it comes to the merge? Everybody's going to say, look at this physical threat. Yeah. We don't stand a chance. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And I've, you know, I, I posted about that online,
1: and a lot of people are like, oh, but, you know, so many of the things are puzzles. You know, he might not be good at that, you know, so maybe people won't go after him. But, I mean, he literally can't hide behind anybody. Yeah. He's just a jo- – like, he's never going to slip your mind. Yeah. You know if he gets to the end, he's going to win just because it's so amazing he got to the end. Yeah. So, no, I think he's he's one of those where you're just like, thank you so much for dragging me here to the merge. <laughs> you know, goodbye. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't say any, like, I don't think there's anything he can do. If he does, it'll be great. Cause yeah. I'm rooting for him. He seems to have a really good social game. Although the preview next week, maybe it's not as strong as it looks right now, but like, I think he's doing everything right. He's just so impressive.
3: Yeah. Um, well, he could feed people. He's got fishing oh, gear. Well, now, he's going to start doing go. that here. Yeah. 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 On a season where there's no food. And he could go and literally win every challenge because, as you say, Rick, it's not an impressive bunch in the physical department. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the people, like, countering Rick are sort of right, too.
0: These are a lot of puzzles now. It's not, like, who's just the strongest. But if he
3: finds some idols, like,
1: I mean. Yeah, yeah. He, but it, I just think it's a tougher road yeah. for him than anybody else in the game.
0: Yeah, and he's likable.
1: <laughs> totally. Like, remove
0: yeah. all of the physical attributes,
3: he seems like an extremely right, yeah. likable
1: guy. And, and that's like, true. That's a, if he was a jerk, yeah. he'd probably have a lot better
3: chance. Yeah. 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 So, but he also, and I'm just gonna also <laughs> throw this out. All right. He's got this bond with Omer, and they're an odd couple. And those those uh, uh, alliances seem to go far in this game. And if Omar uses him as a meat shield, yeah. and then Jonathan has the sense to get rid of him at the exact right time, which I think he's capable of doing, I've, I I don't know. I like Jonathan's chances wow. to make it deep, All deep right. into this game. Okay.
1: But and you know, if if I had to jump on your bandwagon, I would say if he keeps Marianne, I don't think she'll stab him in the back.
4: Yeah, right. Like yeah, it, maybe
1: he could have he her and Omar yeah. watching yeah. his back, and and I'd love to see it.
3: The Go Train Alliance. That's right. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Uh Omer and uh Marianne. Toronto
0: connection there. Alright, next one here from uh at Doug Gulasi. He sends in a lot of great questions. This one by way of Twitter. If you could choose any season of Survivor to skip six episodes of, like Marianne <laughs> and Token Cheens, uh, which would you pick and why? That's a good one. Uh Devins, what do you think there? If you had to pick one Survivor season, six episodes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you out
4: on?
1: That's really tough. That's really tough. You know. If you go back and watch season one, it's so slow yeah, yeah, compared yeah. to these days that you could skip six and still not be lost, but it's you know, it's the best because yeah. it's the first. Yeah. So I would say season thirty nine. Oh yeah. okay. Uh, okay. I mean, come on, let's yeah, just yeah. <laughs> yep. take a take that middle part and act like it never whoa. <laughs> You know, yeah. yeah. Now I'm trying to protect... I, I I don't want to say anything else.
0: Yes. Season 39. I think a lot of people would be picking <laughs> that one. That's... uh, yeah. I, I saw people tweeting that for sure. All right, this one's interesting. Back to
1: Mike what, here. Do you guys have any idea which six episodes or why? No. Tokens? Do you have theories? <laughs> well,
0: uh, so I was listening to The pot is Spoken, uh, which is, uh, of course, Tyson um, yeah, from, you know, winning Blood vs. Water, and he was on that one with uh, Fishback and stuff, and he was... So they were making fun of him that maybe she she loved Tyson she would have been very young I guess at that point but she loved Tyson was ago. watching it and then when he got voted out She's like, I'm done with this. <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah. So that was the one theory. Though the other theory was she only started watching it after he got voted out.
2: <laughs> but no, yeah, it's weird. We I don't know which six. Middle six, first six, and six. Seven, it could be scattered.
3: You know, right? It could be throughout <laughs> the – she just missed randomly six because but she – had was, like soccer practice every exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But she's year. like
0: – okay, she's obviously a
1: super fan. She's right. seen every other episode. You don't seek out those six. As and someone – Who plays Fortnite with Fishback every Thursday? We're playing tonight. Uh, He can be wearing. I can see just checking out. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: Just over it. (laughs) It's possible. What a fascinating thing to say. Uh, She is amazing. All right, next one here from Ryan Barry. Uh, Mike's position is pretty interesting. Let's go back to Mike. He's in a minority, but his ongoing lack of vote reduces his pre-merge threat level is he safer voteless? That's sort of what we were alluding to. Mm. Uh, assuming his idol doesn't get activated next episode, what do you do with a Mike on your tribe? What's Mike's next move? So yeah. What do you think of Mike's position here, uh, Rick on this tribe of now five,
1: Mike is in a really weird spot because yeah, if I'm, uh, you know, Lydia and high Mike is definitely my preference to work with versus Chanel or Daniel at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like the, like, like the pe- person who sent the tree mail said, he's less threatening because he doesn't have a vote. So that's great. Yeah. But the problem is that you're two people and then Daniel and Chanel are two people, even if they're mad at each other. <laughs> so if Mike doesn't have a vote, you're in trouble. You need at least Daniel or Chanel to give you the majority, which makes Mike already not your priority. So I don't think Mike's in a great spot. And, and then when he does get his vote back, doesn't that mean he'll also have an idol? Mm-hmm. So yeah. so then he becomes a threat yeah. in a way. Um, so I don't know. Mike's, Mike's in a rough spot. The I feel like the only thing he has going for him is that he doesn't have his vote. And that's also could be a bad thing in the circumstances that that tribe's in right
0: now. I 100% agree with you. I think if uh, that, you, if this green tribe goes back to a tribal council, let's say in the next episode or soon, Daniel is going to be... I mean, he's uh, he's basically forced his hand that he has to like... Now, that, hi, whatever you want to do, let's do it. And he will, I think, serve up on a platter voting out Mike. He talked about it in this episode with the whole like, let's see the fine print and all that. Okay, oh, maybe we do keep him around because of this idol whole thing. But he's going to be like anybody but me. I mean, that's how he's going to play mm-hmm. and probably how he should at this point. <laughs> I think it'll be Mike over Chanel. I actually think that's what he would present to... Uh, to High and Lydia. Do you
2: right. agree? Yeah, this- because you will know as soon as as soon as he knows, you're going to know that he's getting an idol back and he's getting his vote back. So either he has to activate it at the very next uh, immunity challenge, which means then that Marianne has to say her piece and they have to get the other piece said as well, or he's going to be on the chopping block. You would have to think just because it's like he can't do anything and then as soon as he can do everything, everybody knows. So yeah. uh, he's, he's in a tough spot. Uh, right here. But, I mean, I he's burned less bridges. You know, I think probably socially he's oh sure yep, ranked higher than Daniel and Chanel are. But not having a vote is pretty bad.
0: Yeah, but will Mike put up the fight, let's say, between Daniel, if it's him and Daniel, to all the other ones on this tribe? Especially High and Lydia and then Chanel's in this mix here. But, like, is he going to be like, no, we got to vote Daniel out. He's the one that's flip-flopping around here. He can't be trusted. He might. yeah, He might. But I also, like, I don't know. He just does he do that is that his type of doesn't seem seem like yeah
1: yeah and the other thing with mike is you just don't know what his relationship has been with high and lydia like has he made any effort with them, or did he just feel so secure in his alliance because if i'm lydia and high and he hasn't from the get-go made any effort for me plus he had this secret then i might just go with a wounded daniel yeah uh you know versus him
0: yeah, I, I think so. I heard uh, Jenny talk to to Rob Cesareno in her exit interview today, and she said she tried to build a bond. With Lydia especially, and that went nowhere. Hmm. I mean, this is according to Jenny. Like, like she would always like just get up and leave. So if that, if you know, if, if, if which is never <laughs> a good sign. Yeah. Six people. See you later. But if if Jenny is linked so tight with Mike, then I think we've been led to believe, at least what Rick is saying, like that he probably is not
2: all that tight with higher Lydia. It Didn't seem like no, it. it no. seemed like there was two and two with two in the middle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, next one here from Adam in Las Vegas. Uh, Hey guys, since this season's contestants have not seen season 41, someone from this season could falsely claim that another contestant appeared on 41 and (laughs) rally their tribe mates to vote them out. This seems like something Sandra or Boston Rob could smoothly pull off, but I wonder if all of you think anyone could pull it off from this season, and if so, who could they do it to? Like, who would they target? Thanks guys, love the show. So this is like galaxy brain thinking here from Adam. Um... And I guess, like, it's a, it's a difficult question, I think, uh, Rick, is, like, such a hypothetical, but, like, I love the idea of, like, I know I, I say this all the time here on this show, like, if I ever go on there, I'll have all these lies, you know? Like, yeah. I'll lie about this, I'll lie about that. And I think it's so easy to say and then try to actually do is a whole other thing. From your experience is, like, am I on to something there? Like, yeah, you might think all these grand plans and you may act a different way, but you really won't probably when you're out there and you're just stripped to the bare minimum
1: yeah that that that's such a funny lie. can you imagine i know if you're the person that's being targeted and someone comes up and they're like did you play on 41 what do i look like i just got off an island like you know it would have to be like zach or romeo or someone who's already very skinny right yeah Yeah. Uh, Yeah. good point
0: that's a
4: great Um, point
1: no, I mean logistically, the lie just—it could never happen, right. especially this season where you—they needed like two weeks to quarantine. <laughs> right. sure. and there was even overlap and stuff. And then it's like, are, are, are the camera people and producers really that amazing that there's no recognition? You know? <laughs> and they could—they could do that. I mean, they're an amazing crew. Uh, I think you'd be better off saying that someone was like Tony's nephew or something yeah. like that. You know, something Ooh, that's harder good. to verify. That's good
0: that's good like find a little uh find someone that looks the most like tony
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Memorize all like if someone had told me war dog was related yeah. to tony i would have been like holy crap <laughs>
0: like i'm yeah, it yeah. for not
1: seeing
4: that yeah you could buy that yeah. you
0: could sort of see it the, the personalities the look it's like yeah he could be related to him that's that's like i like if, where
1: we're going here if it's someone cool. targeted daniel was like that's Devon's brother like, people would be like, oh, my God. I guess the, gotta get him. the one
0: problem with this is, well, yeah, like, nobody, most of the people on Survivor now are, they're fans of the show. They're yeah, they're right. watching every single episode yeah. outside of those six from Token Cheats. And uh, <laughs> and it's like, they're like, how do you know that? So they would have to be like, yeah, like, like, Devin's to say, like, oh, the producer, he let it slip. Like, you know, yeah, like. He told me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, seems a little far-fetched. Rick, but. did
2: you have, um, a story or a lie that you wanted to take out the island that you thought was too dumb to actually say out there when there were cameras? <laughs> Dude, I thought it was funny because all the way in, they were like, are you going to tell them what you do? Are you going
1: to tell them you're a news anchor? So I was like, yeah. Was like, like, what else would I talk about? Yeah. And they are like, you don't think they will be I don't know what they expect. My like, people are like, "Wow, he's a news anchor. Like, watch out for him." I guess like, like on I TV, think as soon as I start yeah. talking, they're not going to be worried about
2: <laughs> me. Um, there is a, a prestige around television yeah, for sure. Still, yeah, you were in a top one fifteen market at the time, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly? Exactly. Uh, so
1: there was nothing like that. I did. I do remember in my pregame interview saying, "If I ever get in a really bad situation, like I'm just going to." find someone who's by themselves in the woods and wait near them until someone else walks up. And then I'm going to start running away like we got caught.
4: And I'm going to make this big thing
1: That's something I really wanted to do. But the situation just never presented itself. It's like I had idols or I had something else where I, it wasn't worth making it a he said, she said. Um, And now I guess I can't do it next time either. When when you uh, were
0: hiding the fake community idols, uh, which again I'm so happy I watched that highlight. I was reminded of that. You did two of them. They both got found. They both got played. Of course, they weren't idols. Uh, And there's the one they're showing you. Like you're like you're like you know back in the bushes. (laughs) Like she found it. And like I mean, was that? Like, was that? Were you really there watching her notice it? And you're like, I, I got her. She's, I got her in the trap here. Like, but were you worried at all that you, she was going to see you? I forget who it was. Was that, uh, it
1: was Lauren. Lauren, Lauren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. So, so I had, you know, they showed me going up in the tree in the middle of the night and getting the item. Yes. But they didn't show one time when, when half the tribe was out on reward and Julie and Aurora were on the beach me climbing up the tree as fast as I could and rehiding my
3: fake eyes. Gotcha. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I did it initially not to have anyone find the fake. Like I was really worried I was going to get to a spot. It was clear at this point I needed to win immunity or have an idol or I was out. Yeah. Like there was no getting around it. So my backup backup plan was if I don't win immunity or I don't have an idol, then right before it's time to go to tribal, I'm going to go one second. I'm going to climb up the tree in front of people, oh. pull the idol down. And then when we get to tribal, I'll show them the clue that said where it was, you know, that I couldn't fake that had the painting. In yep. it. And that was going to be, you know, it's like, if you think I'm bluffing, risk your game on it. That was my last ditch effort. Yeah. Huh. Smart. But anyway, I got to a point in the game where I knew I wouldn't need that because I had enough idols to get me to the end. So, so that's when I was just ready to burn everything down. <laughs> I, was, I just wanted them to find it. So Lauren, more than anybody, Lauren's a, a totally great person, right? Like she's, she's a dentist. There's nothing bad. But we were on an island together for 38 days. We were adversarial a lot of the time. And like the last three weeks of the game, at least, everything I said, she just rolled her eyes. Oh. <laughs> and like, like this, the disdain. for me rolled off her and i was always in the minority like she was coming after me the whole time so when she found that idol i did walk up and i saw her find it and i was so happy like looking back it's like oh you jerk but i was so happy and then chris walked up and i was like chris you're not gonna believe it come here come here like all of that was totally legitimate um and, and yeah, it, it was the best. And I actually, Lauren and I made up after the game and, uh, and we were good. And then at the live finale, like we're all in the green room together and they show that scene for the first time and I'm laughing oh, that's funny. and it's, she, I've been dead to her ever since.
0: <laughs> <Wow>. how, <laughs> how long did it take you to make those fake idols? Because they looked pl- pretty intricate. And, like, you know, you're always talking about you can't be gone too long or people get suspicious. Though I guess at your point it was like, well, Rick's out there looking for it anyway.
1: So maybe we exactly. had time. Is that what was going on? Like, they looked exactly. really nice. That's what happened. Well, the, the first idol I made was when I was panicking. Yeah. It, and it was after David had left. And it was actually inspired by David because he was like, hey, that coffee lid, I think we could turn that into something <laughs> uh, on, on one of the rewards that Kama had brought over. And so the only idol David and I had ever seen in the game at that point was the one that we each had half of. Yep. And it was, like, a really intricate, nice, like, fake jade carved, like, beautiful idol. So that's what I thought I had to make. (laughs) So before I'm a big threat, like, I cut off the top of the jar. I paint it green in the middle of the night. I carve a Chinese symbol in it that i had gotten off the tea container so it's a legit symbol i do all this and you look at it and it's the worst thing you've ever seen <laughs> it looks like a coffee lid painted green <laughs> it's a crappy gar- like it's garbage i still have it i wish i could i had time to run and get it um but so i was like oh crap then i found my first item it was such a piece of crap i
4: was like yes <laughs> it's gonna be so much easier yeah uh
1: so I'd actually, no, and then I made another really nice idol before I found my first one that was made of a shell. I got that one too, and it had tons of beads. Then I found a crappy idol. And I went out in one afternoon and made like two of those. <laughs> Easily with stuff that I'd get, because I'd gather stuff and the Arts and Yeah. 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 So I, I'll have to tweet at you guys pictures of yeah. my, my fake idols that I never use. And so how long were those taking you? Like a half hour, an hour, hours? Like... Yeah, the the one with the coffee cup was the one where I couldn't sneak off at all. So right. that was like probably little segments of like four minutes, but it probably <laughs> added up to like an hour and a half and still just garbage. <laughs> uh, and then the other one, the real intricate one, and I they actually, when they show the flashback, when they're like days earlier, Rick making his fake idols, they show me fake, make it my real fancy one right. that never ah. gets played. Um, that one took a long time. <laughs> And then the other two were, were pretty quick because it was one of those things where it's like, I got to make them quick and crappy or yeah, it won't look right. Right. Um, but yeah. And, and again, like I had an idol at that point. So I made it an exact copy. I was like, oh, there's a shell here. I'll put a shell here. There's coral <laughs> here. There's was like, and I didn't, like, I was real worried. I was going to mix them up. <laughs> and I'm sure production wouldn't even have known if I mixed them up. Um, but yeah, it, I, I was trying to keep track of like, Four things in my bag: like a real idol, two fake idols, a fancier fake idol. That's why I wore my bag everywhere. Oh, that's great! Uh, now, I, now I'm just imagining Mike
0: with like five idols, three of them fakes, <laughs> two reals. He has no idea where any of them are. People are right. stumbling over them. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's another question. This one's from Kirk. Hello, no buffs. I remember once hearing Boston Rob say something to the effect of, "Quote: Let me give a tip to any future survivors out there. If you want to know who's aligned with who." See whom they sleep next to at night. Nobody's going to sleep next to the guy they want to vote out. End quote. I thought to myself, if I ever make it on Survivor, I'm going to use that tip. If you guys were to make it on Survivor, do you have any tips, strategies, or rules that you would follow going into the game? So they're asking us, people that have never been on the show, but we have somebody that was. So first off, yeah, any truth to the Boston Rob? Keep an eye on who's sort of sleeping beside each other. And then what other tips does maybe Rick Devins
1: have? it's funny cause I don't, I think Boston Rob said that on season 39 when he was like the coach yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so it was after I had played and I looked back and went, wow, <laughs> he nailed it. Wow, I wow. mean, it could not, now that people have heard it, maybe they'll change, yeah. but I mean, he was so right about where people <laughs> slept. Um, my other advice for people going out is don't sleep in the shelter, sleep on the sand around the fire. Huh. So much better. Really? Yeah. So much more comfortable than that bamboo. Oh yeah. Like I was on bamboo the whole first part of the game, and then at Edge we didn't have a choice, and it was like, "What have I been doing?" <laughs> uh, so when I went back, I was I was definitely around the fire. Advice that I would yeah, t- I mean, I would what- say pay, pay attention. They seat you at tribal; you don't sit wherever you want. There's an order, and I yep. would say pay attention because huh. normally they, you know, this group, this group, and the swing votes in the middle, and it doesn't tell you. And you normally you know that yeah. Like it's pretty obvious, but it confirms right. what you're thinking. You're like if it's not set up like that, you should be reevaluating. Like what? Uh although I think they might be catching on to that too. I think they'll <laughs> they'll switch that up because I think they're trying to put short people in the back now because short people and women were at a disadvantage because stuff was happening oh. behind them. So I think Survivor's trying to mess nice. with that. Okay. But if you go in Australia Survivor, it could not be more clear. Like it is totally Totally spelled out. Oh, at, at tribal.
0: Oh, there yeah. You go. It's okay. wild. There's a tip for you, uh, Aussies out there going yeah. on Australian Survivor. I just heard Ethan in talking to Tyson on his podcast. He had a, he had what I sort of like took as a tip, even though he didn't sort of present it as such. He's like, when you go out there, you know, you're obviously you're you're playing sort of against yourself. You're playing against your your you know tribe members, the other castaways. You're playing against the elements, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the island itself, in terms of just surviving but you're also playing against Jeff Propes and production yeah. in a way. And I think that sort of like goes to what you're speaking of like emplacements and stuff like that. And what he meant by it was was what was happening with Daniel just sort of like blabbing away and saying how he's like tight with Mike or they calmed him down him and Chanel. And he's like he they're asking you que- like you can shoot yourself in the foot by yeah. answering questions that Propes is firing at you and like the if you can give Propes an answer without giving up any real you know, tips of what's going on or like uh, tells or stuff like that, then that's the way to do it. And I thought that was like, yeah, they are making a show here and they're, they're going to steer you where they want to try and steer you, but you got to like
3: give them just enough, but don't tip your hand. Right. He's basically cross-examining them. Yeah. And and he wants you to mess up. Is yeah. that fair to say, Rick?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I guess in a way they want you to mess up, but I don't think Jeff is ever trying to get you to mess up. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. I, but, like, he, the first time you go to tribal, he he tells you, listen, you can't not answer a question. Right. You know, you don't have to tell me the truth. You know, you don't have to blow up your game. But you have to give me something. This is a TV show. Like, this is part of it. Right. I, I understand that it's best for all of your game to not say anything. Can't do that. Right? <laughs> so, so there are people like me who just... And Daniel, I guess, who just blab. I, I don't think I ever sunk my game, but I was pretty honest. Like I used tribal to my advantage when I could and, and probably also put a target on myself in doing so. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there are people like Christian and Aubrey and David Wright who are so good at these allegories and these yeah. metaphors. Yeah. And they they'll give you this beautiful 30-second answer that's just nothing. Uh, nice. and, and give him nothing. And, and that's enough for Jeff to move on, uh, but you didn't give anything away. Where there are other people like Gavin, who's like, the second he lands in tribal, all he wants is to be out and for <laughs> Jeff to not call on him, like, please. And so when Jeff does, it's like the spotlight's on. It's not like his normal life. Like he's trying not to give away much, but he knows he has to answer. And you, you can mess up. Gavin never really messed up, but huh. other people have. So, yeah, it's tough.
3: Is Tribal Council where you are most aware of the cameras on the show? Or they,
1: This is a really interesting thing
3: that I really appreciate
1: about U.S. Survivor. I don't know about the other ones. When you go to Tribal Council, it, it, you are as much in that area as the, the TV viewer. Hmm. Like, they hide every single camera person wow. in the dark. And shadows, oh. you do not see. I mean, you can tell. Yeah, you can see like the shine of a lens, but literally, the only person you see is Jeff until he goes to tally the votes, and then the two bodyguards come in to stand over you and make sure there's no talking or anything. <laughs> you know? And those are the, those are the bodyguards that ride with you in boats and everywhere else to make sure you're not talking off camera. Um, we love you, Jaden and Anna. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's it's pretty. Amazing that you go in there, and I mean, you are in the tribal you've watched on TV all those years. There's not anything distracting you. <laughs> that it, the, the thought they put into it is amazing.
3: So even you, as a guy who works in television, I mean, how quickly do you forget that the cameras are there? I mean, I forget. I'm switching the cameras right now (laughs) and I'm not even barely aware that people are watching this right now. So I imagine that even when there's like, you're opening a hidden immunity idol, you're, you're just like, just, they're just part of the scenery. It's just like a tree or shrubbery around you. Is that, is that fair? Or are you, are you more playing to stuff? That wasn't, I never forgot that they
1: were there, but you, you develop such relationships with them Mm -hmm. that, it's just very symbiotic. Right. Like I remember, It's funny that you bring up the immunity idol because I remember the first you – know, the, the camera people on the first day, it's like you don't want to be rude. So you're like, hey, or you're talking, and they'll stop you and be like, listen, no matter how nice you want to be or whatever, don't ever talk to us because you're just <laughs> screwing us up, you're screwing up our job. Like if you need to say something, wait till we have to change our tape because every once in a while you're in the middle of like a really – Intense conversation. And they're like, "Stop, stop!" <laughs> and they're like, change the tape as oh, fast God. as they can oh, and wow. get it in. And they're like, "Go!" You know. But other times, you're just chilling, and they're like, "Oh, stop, stop!" And they're changing the tape, and that's when you're like, "So, how are you guys doing?" <laughs> you know? Crazy oh, yeah. weather last night. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And then when you go to your interviews on the beach, it's like, "Hey, I can finally talk with you." You're like, how's it go? You're from South Africa. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so cool. the first time I found my idol. I found it in that tree you remember I did that dance and I was like, Oh my God. And I looked to the camera and kind of go, Hey, I'm going to run to the other side of the island. And he grabs me and goes, stop talking to me. (laughs) Just just do it. And I was
4: like, okay. All right.
1: I go. So it became like that. And then other times because of my unique circumstances where I kept, I would, I already had the idol, Mm. but I wanted to make them paranoid. So I'd go disappear. Yep like I'd be walking and I have a camera team following me and we'd run into a camera team that was resting and they'd look like, what are you doing? Why didn't you warn us, you know, over the radio, you were coming. And they'd be like, Oh, I, you know, Devin's is looking for an idol quote unquote. <laughs> and the, the camera guy, one of them at one point just hit me and goes, you asshole. <laughs> like, like it was great. And sometimes they had to hide with me in the bushes because you know, if I go off without them, everyone knows I'm not doing it. Yeah. So they, they have to be a part of it. But if I'm hiding, they have to hide. You know, people talk about that time when I was hiding behind the log on the beach, and the camera pans up. They're like, "How did they not see the camera guy?" And it's like the camera guys were disguising what they were doing as just like getting a friend, or get you know they they're always doing things. Yeah. yeah. So you really have to be symbiotic and kind of you don't want to give. I've heard a lot of people say you don't want to give away what you're doing to production. Like you want to keep it a secret, like they're after you. I had the exact opposite experience where it's like, if you want to put on a good show and good TV, like it's a partnership. If they're not there to see me do fun stuff, What's the point? Yeah. So I, I was really open with them about everything. And what about um, – Here come the conspiracy theories. <laughs> what, what, what about um, confessionals? Is it just you and a
0: producer and, like, maybe one cameraman or woman? Or is there a lot more people around? I always, like, what's that set up like? Is it just sort of one or two people? Or is there quite a bit of people because they're in, you know, television production?
1: The way they always set up their teams is one camera guy, one sound guy with a boom mic. Because yep. we're only ever mic'd up during challenges and tribals
4: you're Ah, never mic'd
1: up in camp um and then and then there's like one kind of gopher guy who's like carrying a tripod or a big sandbag and just like doing whatever they need right and and it's really cool to see those guys because that during the season you'll see them like oh my god they're letting him train on camera and you're Uh like you're so proud of him (laughs) you know you're like i'm gonna give him something good you know like it's just it's so great there was one time Reem was sharpening a knife on a rock and it was making the worst sound ever oh, wow. and i just got as close as i could to the mic and i was like you guys like that?" <laughs> <laughs> you know? so it, it's fun i forget your question but no just <laughs> the, the confessional
0: setup i mean yeah it's oh yeah like, it sounds like and a so, small
1: team so it says three people and then one produce there's like four different producers that'll ask you questions gotcha. so one of them will be there cool and and they do block off that whole part of the island like no one's allowed over there, so it's, you know a loud talker like me is safe ah um, right right, so they'll tell you that morning like we're doing stuff down here, you're not allowed and is it I mean, does everybody sort
0: of try and get the same amount of time with a with a producer? I mean, I imagine it's like you are going to talk more than a Gavin is probably going to talk in that situation, <laughs> but then they i don't know is that come off like wow, Devin's was there for two hours. I mean they're loving <laughs> him, I guess you
1: know. <laughs> It's funny because I think Survivor knows exactly what they're doing. Like they try to make it as equitable as even if, if even if it doesn't end up that way in the edit. Yeah. Out there, they are not trying to pull one person away more often than the other. Right, right. That unless it's for something obvious. Like I got pulled out more often because I'd win. You know, after you win, you're gonna get pulled off because you won. Right. Sure. You know, after you played an idol, you're gonna get pulled off that night because you did something – you know, after coming back to Tribal, no one wants to do any interviews. Everyone wants to go to bed. Yeah. But if you did something good at Tribal or had something bad happen to you, like, you're doing an interview. <laughs> uh, I would even let them go first. Take Julie. I'll go. You can wake me up. Trying to game good <laughs> – favor obviously that didn't pay off
0: uh, <laughs> that's amazing
1: uh all right well we're gonna take one more break
0: when we come up come back excuse me we will wrap this up uh with rick devins look ahead sort of to next week's survivor maybe get some final thoughts uh from rick on this season so far and make some predictions so don't go anywhere all right back here in the classic factory start wrapping up this no buffs episode uh rick you'll be happy to know that Yves here in the in the live tribe which is we call the people joining us live on youtube the live Tribal. Uh, Yves says, I swing back and forth debating submitting an audition tape, but Devin's just made it sound like the most fun thing in the world. <laughs> and he, and he uh, is going to do it. So there you go. And what, what's in your hand here?
1: This, all right. So I took advantage of the break since I described my idols. This is my bag. Okay. I just uh, got it out of a box in the garage.
0: <laughs> Looks um, crusty. It's got
1: all my, there's my dog tie yeah. <laughs> uh, right. from Tribal. Got my chopsticks. Nice. From our Chinese food reward. Here's the first idol I made. Okay. <laughs> yep.
2: yep. <laughs> it looks like a coffee.
0: It
1: looks like a weird coaster. <laughs> you see the you see the symbol on there? How oh bad?
0: Ugh. Is
1: awful. Um so this so I improved a lot after that. This is the second one. I had it wrapped up in its fake oh. stuff. That looks legit. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think the, the twine's not, you know, that's not how I found my idols, but that's okay. I'm to, oh, this isn't even the idol. This was my idol. This is stuff I stole from our kit.
4: Oh, make more idols. Oh, what
0: are you going to make more later tonight with Fishback when you <laughs> uh, Where's my
4: other
2: one?
0: Oh, he's in his bag. Oh, he really, okay, yeah.
2: I got so much crap in here still. So they, the I plant. mean. Does it smell? Like does it smell good? Does it bring back memories? From an
1: idol?
0: Oh,
2: it brings
1: back memories. memories. I have not cleaned this since I got back at all. Like it's full of Fijian sand. That's awesome. I don't know where my other idol is. So false advertising That's there. Amazing. But yeah. I thought um I thought
0: I had heard like you're not a, like not allowed to take a lot of stuff back anymore. That they production keeps it, but maybe your own stuff, I guess.
1: Dude, we had heard that. And I would have taken a whole lot more stuff because they didn't check us at all. Oh. Like There were people out there making stuff with the boot order painted on it. And, and like David and I are looking at each other like, what a waste of time. They're never taking that. <laughs> they took it home. Wow. <laughs> they oh, had it. Yeah. So, you know, obviously they were responsible with it. But yeah, I was really surprised. They didn't care at all.
0: Wow. Well, there you go. Amazing. Well, next week's episode, uh, this is what we know from the next time on Survivor. Uh, Marianne and Omer, they're angry with Jonathan. Or Marianne is at least angry with him. And I think Omer calls him a slob. Is that what he says? I listened to it like three times. I'm like think he called him a slob <laughs> okay uh the odd couple funny. strikes again yeah yeah so pretty we'll see funny. if there's anything <laughs> to that uh rox roy uh-oh back to being dad Roxroy. roy Ooh, wow. uh you know romeo is saying this guy is just all over us here at the uh ica tribe and he he's basically just appears to be yelling at someone to blow on the fire
2: uh, ch- is I mean, that a solid tip uh rick <laughs> don't be telling everybody what to do cool. the first two weeks you're out there I think that that's a
1: very yeah. solid tip. Like when we merged, all we heard from Karma was like, Aurora's been bossing us
4: around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it turns out late in the game, like Aurora's the only one keeping us alive. So thank God for Aurora. But yeah, no, I mean, you want to make an impression. Start telling people what to do. Uh, yeah,
0: uh, there's a tip. That's a good tip. <laughs> Don't tell people what to do. Uh, and then finally for uh, for next week, Mike, I guess, confronts Daniel uh, he says, no kumbaya, just holy crap <laughs> I've yeah. never heard that. <laughs> so I love Mike, too. Uh, so maybe, yeah, maybe this is sort of the what I was saying before. Maybe we get Mike and Daniel coming to blows. Do you have any predictions for, let's say, next week, uh, Rick, which I know is very difficult to call? And then just, like, who do you like in this season to to maybe win this whole thing or at least go very far? Who
1: are you cheering for, I guess, at the very least? Uh, I was a big Jenny fan, like you. Oh, I thought yeah. Jenny had a really good shot. I like, I like Drea, but she did. She, I don't think she's in a very good spot. She kind of played herself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Omer. Um, I, I like a lot of them. My, my prediction going forward is that last night's tribal with Daniel and Chanel blowing up, I think both of them will recover. Okay. I, I think this is going to be a distant memory for both of them soon. That doesn't mean they won't find other trouble, but I think that they'll both recover from this. Okay,
0: you don't know any of the people out there personally,
1: do you? No, no. I have. In, I once played Fortnite with Lydia. That was wild. Oh, nice. Gavin, Gavin was like, "Hey, we got someone from 41 who's going to play with us." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> It was Lydia. She she's wild. She's she's funny. Did at any point uh, during Fortnite did she say "Get over here, bitches"? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: she, that personality shine through in a big way on Fortnite. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, I think I heard Fishback say
0: he knows uh, Daniel. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, he does. Wrong.
1: So. We give him a lot of crap about it. Every time something happens to Daniel, we're like, oh, what's up with your buddy and his weak <laughs> shoulders, Steven?"
0: Because uh,
1: we're very jealous, you know? Yeah. We, we want him all to ourselves.
0: You guys really do seem to have, like, th- this amazing Survivor community. Like, I don't want to put words in your mouth,
1: but it feels that way as a, a, an outsider. Um, is that true? It it really is. And it's for someone who's, like, a lifelong fan of the show, it's, it's a dream come true to have, like, these friends that are in Survivor. And my intro into it was – uh, Wendell was visiting Atlanta so he, this was before my season started to air but I'd been on the preview mm-hmm. and I met he and Davey and Desi and like they couldn't have been nicer Yeah, uh, they were so great It was such a great representative because it is like all these people that you think are villains you know people you didn't cheer for <laughs> you meet them <laughs> and you're like oh right they got on Survivor because they're so charismatic yeah. And, yeah. and like entertaining it's a really cool thing and, and usually when we all get together like in a huge group it's for the charity give kids the world or hearts of reality so it's 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 coming together for a good call so sure. everyone's you know in good spirits being their best happy to see each other uh, yeah your, your your read on the community is 100 percent correct
0: as a as a fan of the show who did you most geek out to meet uh for the first time we were like oh my god so and so
1: man you know i still haven't met boston raw oh okay but i would i would have been pretty over the moon about that he was my favorite i met cochran at the finale and was going crazy about it <laughs> sure. although i would have gone crazier if i hadn't been such good friends with david who knew cochran so it was less of a shock sandra was a big one yep for sure i haven't gotten to meet serene <laughs> like i'm really excited yeah. to meet her yeah. there's tons of people um yeah yeah it, uh, rob Sesternino, mm. huge that was awesome nice
3: Thank you're a, you're a season you had four legends on the beach right. there That's with right. you. Uh, right. You had uh, Aubrey uh was it Joe? Yep. David, uh, David yep. and uh and Wentworth I would have been. I, I like your season is like a, a super geek out for me because <laughs> I love all four of those players and then the, the the twist with Edge which we have debated in this Classic Factory uh <laughs> you know uh are you playing the game while you're on on Extinction, the uh, Edge of Extinction? I say yes, but uh, you know, I mean, it was just watching your season is just amazing, and watching the twenty minutes of your highlights. I mean, I'm geeking out. You're <laughs> saying that you're geeking out, but when you're yeah. meeting these people, but I'm totally geeking out with you, man. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but are you the only person who, after getting eliminated get got a standing ovation from the 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 <laughs> jury as you're leaving i mean that was amazing and then i watched your your <clears throat> ponderosa and the reception that you got coming off the boat was incredible. I mean, like, you would have won. Like, you were the – the. Oh, yeah. there's no way that you were not going to lose that season. So. And Chris knew that.
2: <laughs> yeah. That was exactly. the
3: first question I asked coming down the dock at Ponderosa was, was
1: I going to win? And they all said, yes. Oh, <laughs> Everyone was there except Lauren. <laughs> That's true, true. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was amazing. And, and Victoria, who I love, like – our relationship out there wasn't shown as much as it was. Like, we have very much the same sense of humor. Sure. Um, she was the one who started the clap. I, I'm really grateful. I mean, that took a lot of sting out of it. Yeah. It really yeah. did. Like, that was a, obviously a really rough night. Um, but it, it felt really good. You know, even Chris, i was so mad at him, you know? <laughs> but it's like, I love the guy. Otherwise, I would have sent him home a day earlier by not giving him the idol back, idiot Devin. Uh, <laughs> But no, it was so cool. And then at Ponderosa, I mean, they couldn't have been nicer. And I got to hug my boy Joey, who was one of the huh. Fatian servers that we had met pre-game. <laughs> um, so, and what? And what's? I mean, I have
0: yeah. a feeling I know what your answer is. But what's your take on the being on edge? Uh, you know, are you in your mind still playing? Is it? Is it actually an advantage? What do you think?
1: I think all credit to Chris for for doing everything he could to win. Like I'll tell you you hear a lot of stories from winners at war about people who went to edge and did not make people love them you know what i mean like you spend time with people on edge and you end up not liking them so the fact that everyone loved chris says that he was doing a great job out there right the reason i gave gavin my vote is because it's not the game on the edge like i was on the edge and i napped (laughs) <laughs> no, I never napped in the game. Uh, it is really hard to stay in the game. Whereas on the edge, like everyone who's ever gone there has stayed except two people. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Three people. Yeah. So credit to Chris. He played the rules. But But there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, the people on the jury wanted to legitimize their experience yeah. a little bit. They had nothing to be upset with Chris about. Mm-hmm. The people that were in the game longest voted for Gavin. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good, point. Um, That's a good point. Like all of them that were in the game longest voted for Gavin yep. because we know how hard it was at the end.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, whereas you know, again, and you know, Chris, no one's ever had an amazing ending like he had.
4: Yeah. He played
1: a perfect. Uh, play. and I love totally.
4: the guy. He did.
1: You know, he's he's such a good dude.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, Gavin's my best friend, but...
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, let's, let's, let's wrap this up with a prediction of my own, actually, and it sort of has something to do with you, Rick, because you are the master of finding um, hidden immunity idols. My prediction in 41, as everybody that knows, that watches No Buffs, is, uh, was the game within the game mm. was going to be in the game, and I ended up being right. So I'm one for one so far. My prediction this year, uh, again, this is for you, Devins, is, and I think JD has a photo, I believe there's a hidden immunity idol in that ship wheel. In the wheel? Yeah. Right there in front of Jeff. And I say this because I know this is something that's happened before on Australia Survivor. We've seen uh, Adam try and rip something off, you know, the uh, podium there and say it was an idol. I'm just throwing it out here right now that I think we'll get a clue at some point and there'll be something uh, with that weird little ship wheel sitting right in front of Jeff why because it looks too movable looks strange to me there looks a little out of place (laughs) lots
1: of little pockets there yep yep
0: for sure and you know you could have some fun with the clue I feel like too you know whatever nautical theme you're going to come up with so I'm, I'm trying to call my shot again here
2: well, if you weren't like completely it. right about the game within the games of the game, I would throw this out right away. But, but you can't. No. I think you're right. <laughs> I actually think
0: this is gonna happen. Uh, Rick, tell the people uh, that are obviously Survivor fans or No Bus fans, like how to like get in touch with you or follow you. What, what's the
1: best way to do that? Absolutely, I've been locked out of my Instagram for like over a year now, so if anyone can help me with that, I'd appreciate oh, it, because okay. Instagram's not helping. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, so follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Rick underscore Devins. Okay. Uh, that's the best way.
0: Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Rick, uh, for coming on. We really appreciate it. I know we kept you a little longer than we thought we would, but... You guy's got to play yeah. Fortnite, man. Well, he's got to play Fortnite with Fishback. He's got a new job <laughs> that he should get getting rest for. I mean, he's got to make an idol because he's got his kid out
4: now. <laughs> I know. So, I <laughs>
0: But we, That's what I'm getting into. Yeah, but we can't thank you enough for coming on. We really appreciate it. So much fun.
1: Yeah, this was great, guys. Thanks for having me. All
0: right, uh, guys. We will see you next week for another edition of No Bus. Uh, plan is to hopefully get Wendell on. Your boy, uh, the guy you made go. this very death. So hopefully uh, we'll have him on as we talk about episode four. But until then, TK, why don't you put out our sexy St. Jeff candle? There it goes. And uh, huh, the candle is spoken. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Oh,